Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. Vulnerable narcissist. What? Is that really a thing? Can a narcissist be vulnerable? I've never seen one that can. You know, I've said for a really long time that the inability to be vulnerable is one of the determining factors of whether someone is actually a narcissist or not. Their guard is thick and they just cannot ever be vulnerable. So why would we call them vulnerable narcissists? What do we mean by that? Well, covert narcissists can certainly show vulnerability. Let me explain what I mean by this. They can and often do show you how much that you have hurt them. They give the appearance of being extremely vulnerable. So you better watch how you interact with them. You know, guard your words so as not to hurt their feelings. Be careful how you interact with others so as not to upset them. Now, I'm not talking here about watching your words so that you don't say something mean or ugly. That would be reasonable. Like, that's a healthy way to be and a healthy way to interact. But I mean, watch your words so you don't say anything, and I mean anything, that could possibly ever be seen as offensive. You know, things such as, hey, you've got toothpaste on your mouth, or your car has a tire that's low. They can find offense in everything. And I don't mean be careful how you interact with others so as not to be overly flirty with someone, you know, being inappropriate. I mean, don't even look at or talk with another person of the opposite sex. It doesn't matter if they're a lifelong family friend or a coworker. And it even goes further. What about your friends that are of the same sex? Don't go to lunch with one of them or even have a phone call in the evening. This is a direct threat or attack at your relationship with this vulnerable narcissist. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. You should know that we are reaching people from all over the world, victims who are trying to wake up to this nightmare that they are living. I now speak with people from all over. I mean, Australia, Germany, Sweden, all over the United States, Canada, England, New Zealand. I am blown away by the reach that this podcast has. Therapists are recommending it to their clients. Family members are sending it to their brothers and sisters who are living this. If you know someone that is in need of this support, please share this podcast with them. And if you are benefiting from the work that I am doing here, please subscribe to us anywhere that you are listening to this. Help us continue this reach. Now, what is a vulnerable narcissist? Vulnerable narcissism is another name for covert narcissism. These two terms are being used interchangeably. So, why are they called? vulnerable narcissists, when one of the things that I have said repeatedly about covert narcissists is that they can never be vulnerable. I'm often asked what distinguishes someone from having narcissistic traits and actually being a narcissist. Where is that line? It is a fine line and sometimes it's really hard to see. And I'm going to put a disclaimer here. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a licensed mental health therapist. I'm a victim of this. I speak from my own personal experience, and now I speak from the thousands of individuals that I interact with on a regular basis. I speak from the years of research that I have done in desperation to figure out, you know, how to make sense out of my life and how to help my boys. So when I am asked what marks someone as actually being a narcissist, 
I have two things that I believe really sum up this distinction. The inability to self-reflect and the inability to be vulnerable. These two things push someone into that realm of narcissism that then keeps them trapped to the point that they can't get help. They can't find healing because their own defenses get in the way. So today I want to take a look into why covert narcissists are also called vulnerable narcissists. You see, being able to be vulnerable, that's a strength. In my eyes, that shows security in who you are. Other people and other situations, they're just not a threat to you. You are willing to take the risk of being hurt because you're strong enough to handle it and because you see that it's worth the risk. You can own your own mistakes, handle someone's healthy criticism of you. You can process the pain of hurtful things that happen and you truly enjoy the rewards of genuine vulnerability. This helps you to build resilience and to live life without that guarded wall around you. What does this do? This allows for genuine connection with others. But what we are calling vulnerable narcissists, that's not exactly the same thing. Vulnerable narcissism is rooted in deep insecurity. And then this is hidden by extreme hypersensitivity to any form of criticism or rejection or things that they can imagine to be a criticism or a rejection. And as such, they become a bottomless pit of need, constantly needing validation and approval. They have this extremely guarded wall around them and absolutely no resiliency. You see, narcissists feel special. Any kind of narcissist, overt narcissist, covert narcissist, vulnerable narcissist, all of them, they feel special. They feel like they are superior to others. They're the center of their universe. The smartest person they know, the funniest person they know, the most attractive person they know, the strongest person they know, the most special person that they know. But with covert narcissists, they carry a very unique form of specialness. They believe that they are special because their pain is more important than anyone else's pain. They are the most misunderstood person that they know. The most used and abused person that they know. The most abandoned, hurt, neglected, rejected person that they know. The most vulnerable person they know. I have said many times that overt narcissists are the life of the party. Okay, that's the stereotype of, an, of a narcissist. But covert narcissist, they're the victim of the world. They play the role of a very vulnerable person. It's a victim role, and they do it extremely well. They do it so well that we don't realize it often at the very beginning of this relationship. For many of us, this portrayed vulnerability is exactly what hooked us in the first place. They can't possibly be a narcissist, right? They show their feelings. They care when someone is mad at them. They're sensitive to those around them. They're clearly, you know, they've clearly been hurt and damaged by life. They've been misunderstood. They might even say things such as, you know, I'm such a loser, I'll never get it right. Or I don't know how you could see any good in me. And this looks like vulnerability. This looks like it, especially to people who don't understand it. If your awareness is not there. 
but it is not true vulnerability. These comments are very good at igniting our desire to build others up. We pour lots of positive feedback into them, and we desire maybe even to love this out of them. We believe that they're clearly not a narcissist. They're just in need of some genuine love. So we give everything we have to be that source of love for them. And they feed off of this. Covert narcissists are not the center of the party type narcissists. In fact, they're quite uncomfortable in social settings, often. Covert narcissists are incredibly afraid of their true self being seen. They believe that they are flawed and they don't want anyone to see their true inner self. So they avoid social interactions. They're so afraid of any flaws or criticisms from others that they would rather isolate and not take that risk. Their partners, their victims, often believe that they're just shy. They just need to be encouraged and uplifted. So you pour, again, all of your energy into helping them. And they thrive on all of this attention from you. But they never get better. They just continue using their perceived vulnerability as a way to get attention from you. Covert narcissists portray themselves as being extremely vulnerable. They might be open with how bad their childhood was talking about the abuse or the neglect that they suffered, talking about the impact it had on them. And it can seem so genuine. They might cry and express this deep pain of what they've been through. And okay, it's, it's okay for them to be upset about what they've been through. It would be very reasonable to feel compassion for them and sympathy, sympathy for them. They may seem to truly be in touch with, with all of this, their inner feelings, and easily convince you that they've processed their childhood trauma and that they've healed from it, or at least they're moving in that direction. While we were dating, my husband was open with me about the behaviors of his father and the impact that it had on him as a kid, and I really, truly felt bad for everything he had been through. He seemed to have learned a lot about how, you know, not to be. This was in his words. He told me repeatedly he never wanted to be like that. But throughout our marriage, he brought this up many times, but when did he bring it up? Well, it became apparent to me that he was using it to hide behind, to play on my sympathy for him. He would bring it up at times when I tried to talk to him about the sharpness of his words. He would say, well, you know how bad my childhood was and that I, that I never learned how to care and never learned how to. He would use this as something to hide behind. He would begin that narrative of everything that happened to him, showing what I believed was vulnerability. In reality, It was simply erasing any accountability of his words or actions. His past pain was clearly more important than the pain he was currently causing his family. A vulnerable narcissist, they might talk about how hard of a time they had fitting in at school or fitting in with their peers, expressing how misunderstood they were, or maybe even they still are. No one can possibly understand their pain. And as they express this, they clearly Uh, are the person who has suffered the most. No matter what you're going through, their pain is worse. Their story is more full of drama. Their injuries are more significant, more life-altering. They often show extreme emotions to anything that slightly resembles criticism or dissatisfaction. 
even minor things, things such as, hey, this isn't the kind of milk we usually drink, or did you call your mom today, or your car needs to be washed, or I don't really like this TV show, or even will you bring the laundry down when you come? If they can find the smallest way to take it as a personal attack on them, they absolutely will. Well, your statement of this isn't the kind of milk we usually drink is just an observation or maybe the opening of a conversation. They immediately take it as criticism of them. They might aggressively respond, well, that's what you bought last time, even though you know full well that you didn't, and you're pretty sure that they know it too. You know, it would be fine for them to say, I thought this was the kind you bought last time. Everybody makes mistakes. But then you could have, you know, a simple brief conversation about it. But no, they spout off with sharp accusatory aggression. Their instant defensiveness shuts everything down. They have been attacked and you clearly are the mean one. Your opinion of a TV show is not a safe comment. When you're simply expressing your opinion saying, yeah, I really don't like this TV show, they take it personally. They shout back at you, well, I never said you had to. You're allowed to be wrong if you want. All of these little snide, sharp comments that make it clear you are not safe to express your own feelings, thoughts, and opinions. You lose your right to your own opinions. So you quit expressing them. It just isn't worth the risk of hurting their feelings or taking that chance of them finding, you know, an attack in there and triggering that hypersensitivity and defensiveness, their vulnerability. Covert narcissists play the victim role so incredibly well, and they hang on to it for all they're worth. With an overt narcissist, their reactions show up as extreme anger and rage. It's explosive. It's intimidating. Their victims are often afraid for their own safety and for the safety of their kids. They're afraid to leave. Because of these angry explosions, they are afraid. But with covert narcissists or vulnerable narcissists, that's not the case. Their reactions show up as depressive, gloomy, and wounded. They sulk in the corner, making sure that you see just how hurt they are. They don't control you by fear and intimidation, but rather by guilt and blame. They trigger that desire in you to be a good, decent, and compassionate person, that desire to help, to love, to love it out of them, like I mentioned earlier. Victims of covert narcissists, yeah, they're afraid to leave, but it's for very different reasons. They're not afraid of the angry outburst, necessarily, though for some, this certainly still does show up. There's a mixture here sometimes. But the victims of covert narcissism, they're afraid of hurting them. They're afraid of that victim mode. They're afraid of being made to feel guilty and responsible yet again. You have been made to feel that their hurt is your fault. So it's your job to make things right. Victims of overt narcissists are afraid to leave, but victims of covert narcissists feel responsible to stay. So this person who is hyper defensive, about ever being vulnerable portrays such vulnerability to you that you dig in for years to help them, to stand up for them, to support them. You pour tons of energy into them, firmly believing that you can help them, that if you can just find the right way to love them and you are determined that you will, then they will be able to drop their guard and be genuinely loving and caring. 
You see, narcissistic people cannot self-reflect and they can never be vulnerable. These two things, these are the things I've always answered to people. But now that I think about it, these two things go so closely together. To truly self-reflect, you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable. If I honestly self-reflect, if I honestly reflect on my own words and actions, and I mean honestly, then I am taking the risk that I might decide my words and actions were wrong. That's a risk. That's being vulnerable. If I cannot take that risk, then I can't self-reflect honestly. So in reality, thinking about it, my deciding factor on whether someone is truly narcissistic or not should only be based on one thing, the ability to be vulnerable. It all seems to center around that. I guess it's kind of ironic that the world has decided to call them vulnerable narcissists. Maybe the phrase anti-vulnerable narcissist would be a better description. To close this out, I want you to picture someone that goes out for a hike. They're an experienced hiker. They're resilient to their surroundings. If a bush scratches them, they seem unaffected by it. Maybe they brush off the thorn, they check for any bleeding, and they simply move on. If they run across the snake, they assess whether it's a threat to them, and then they simply move on. They're relaxed, and they trust their own ability to handle anything they encounter. This hiker will go far on their journey. They're not worried about all the little nicks and pricks along the way. Now picture a vulnerable hiker, someone who's not comfortable in these surroundings. They're afraid of anything that moves and they react with these big reactions. They're afraid to take any single step because there might be poison ivy or a thorn bush or snakes. They see every rock as a threat because of what they imagine might be under it or behind it. They're clearly uncomfortable in these surroundings. They're afraid of everything, looking around all the time, and extremely tense. They're not going to go very far on this journey. Their focus is too wrapped up in all the little nicks and pricks along the way. Well, if you take this analogy and you put it into life, put it into a vulnerable narcissist. You're talking about someone who's going through life this way. They're tense, afraid of everyone around them, seeing every word as a threat because of what they imagine is behind it. Too wrapped up on all the little nicks and pricks along the way to actually move forward. So instead of calling them a vulnerable narcissist, maybe we should just see them as a vulnerable person trying to go through life. They just can't ever get anywhere. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are CNG as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.